Welcome back to the Cockleball Podcast, the you look at all things Spurs and the time it takes you to walk from Seven Sisters to White Hart Lane. I'm Tom, aka Fan, and I, for one, welcome our new Russian overlords. And joining me on my left is our very own Comrade Ashley. <laughs> good, uh, good evening. This is fucking late record. How are you doing, Tom? Is it? It's good night. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm well. Have I been boosted, chaps, in the armour? But I'm not moaning about it. Uh, uh, no. Also, also with us. Also joining us on my left because we're all equal. It's our comrade Jim. Viva Ukraine. You out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've answered that one, but yes. Well, my arm hurts, but I've said I that. Wasn't, I wasn't really listening, to be fair. No, I, uh, I get that impression from just whenever I speak to you. Hope your uh, hope your boost is more successful than mine was. Well, your booster was just getting COVID, but then. Well, no, I've had a booster on Friday, I'm and then finding out you had COVID, you selfish bastard. <laughs> it's not as bad as the person I had with dinner with last night. I was going to say that on Friday because that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I had dinner with a friend last night, and I was still testing positive, negative yesterday afternoon, and then I got home and did another test before work, and then it was positive. So, whoops, so. <laughs> Uh, but you're yeah. well though. You're well. Uh, well is a relative term. I'm fine. Well, well that's, that's the optimism we need. Um, well, well is maybe a, a stretch. At this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a podcast, we're, we're kind of well. We 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 kind of missed a week. Um, we have, we never really addressed the losses to Wolves and Southampton, uh, but I'm happy for that to to remain the case. Um, that said, Ash. How spursy is it that after that City game, we're going to win the league just as the world comes to an end? <laughs> I think it's going to be more spursy when we beat City and then lose to Burnley on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> just, we don't make the rules. So it's going to no, well, it's like I said to you, we were at the um, the Southampton game, wasn't it? And it was, a, it was obviously a late kickoff. And I said to you then, that I understand that you know players don't want to work late. Like I don't, I don't want to either. <laughs> and imagine them having to work late in Burnley. That's that's not fun, is it? No. That's that's a train you don't want to miss home, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's um. At least we're going all, into it. I was going to say, is that all you've got to say on that game? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just. City was good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> let's, let's sum up Southampton and Wolves then. Um, couldn't keep the ball. Couldn't defend. Gave away uh, between those two games, we gave away about four identical goals, mm. uh, and and then we went to City, and we fucking did them like we always do. I, I love being someone else's bogey team because <laughs> we have about nineteen bogey teams, so it's not like, to be the other way around. I feel like Spurs are also one of the nineteen, and like the only <laughs> other team in the league is just City. They go to nineteen teams of bogey teams, and that includes Spurs. Uh, yeah, we're often our worst enemies. But I, I mean, I never expected that. I mean, I I was particularly pissed whilst watching this game. So like, my I don't have any notes. I don't have any anything to go off. I've just got a vague memory and the extended eight minutes highlights because I really didn't expect anything. But I thought, what's the point? I'm gonna have more fun if I just you know inebriate myself and forget about it all because we know how it's going to happen. It's going to be a Sterling hat trick. And we'll get a consolation probably in the second half. Because what happened in the week before with Wolves and Southampton was uh, 
was Dyer. Well, it wasn't Dyer, he wasn't there, but he's back. Michael Dyer. Yeah, and, you know, things things have gotten a lot better. And I, I'm not saying Dyer is the reason why we won the game, but pretty sure he's the reason why we won the game. He's a reason for a lot of things. He's a <laughs> what? <laughs> what other things? Go on. He's the reasons why every now and then I might question how straight I am. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> what for him? No, what a what a beautiful man. What an incredible impact that one one guy can have on another set of lads. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm going to stop. I've got, I've got to need to stop myself. We don't usually record this late and this is why. Why, why, are you so, why are you so nervous around talking about diet? Are you okay? Getting I've gone red and everything. Yeah. All right, you, you have a little sit down and me and Jim will we'll talk about some other things. Some, please, other, please. some other beautiful players. Um, Kane, he's, we talked about it before. I don't know why we keep talking about it, but he's all right. And he, he, he's, he's, still, <laughs> he's still pretty good. Yeah, it's, he's the sort of player that City need, isn't he? <laughs> don't tell them now they got Grealish they're alright um, yeah I thought he was really good in, in a season where he's not you know I don't think it's unfair to say he's not having a great season by his standards but um, just I mean he's good for, for my money I, I mean I'm, I'm sort of here mainly for arguing for the sake of it with Ash um, <laughs> I know we'll, we'll clash about the penalty but I, I thought for my money, that the second goal, I mean, the, the first one was great, but I thought the second goal was absolutely fine. And I thought it was stupidly harsh that it was called offside. Um, and that's all from Harry Kane just being Harry Kane, isn't it? Um, and it's a bit, uh, I know it's a bit weird because I, I sort of rib you lot occasionally, just, you know, reminding you he's a bit of a scab and uh, <laughs> um, maybe isn't maybe isn't as coy as everybody thought he was, but he's still you know, fair play, turned out performance. I don't know whether it was a, you know, for him, whether it was like a a point to prove to City that uh, they should have got him while they could last summer, but uh, it just seemed to be on another level. And, but, but you know, in fairness, everybody did. Uh, there, there weren't there weren't many uh, sort of below sevens and eights, I thought, in that game. You, you obviously can't have them against City, but um, everything about it just seemed... Like it was very good, and uh, I'm a bit sort of shocked because I also don't have any notes. I watched it. Um, <laughs> I watched it. I enjoyed it, but I sort of enjoyed it so much that I was like, you know, when you you get to the end of a game, and you're like, oh, that was nice. Uh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously, I'm tainted by my own uh, prejudices against uh, the oil barons of Manchester. Um, so yeah, nice and sweet to see you. Was it in the ninety sixth minute, ninety fifth, ninety sixth minute? Um, enjoyed that one. Oh, Either way, the uh, extra time went on for about another ten minutes. So God, <laughs> God knows what was going on. There. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fast, fast start as well. I mean, that's I think that's one of the things against City, isn't it? You've got to, you can't let City get into a rhythm mm. and. Well, um, what shocked me what shocked me about City was um, even after obviously the fast start and what happened was Kane got the ball in about mm. 10 yards of space in the middle of the pitch 
And then he continued to get 10 yards of space in the middle of the pitch whenever Tottenham got the ball. But this is supposed to be a City team full of like world-class players who are all hyper-intelligent and a manager who's tactically superior to every other manager. Mm. And we just beat them the same way for like pretty much all the goals. It wasn't like... Yeah. um. It wasn't just like a smash and grab counter-attack football where you just launched the ball forward and two players hopefully chase it. It was the same patterns over and over and over again. Now, as great as I mean, I'm, I'm a Tottenham fan. It was amazing to see, and oh, I, yeah. I love to see us. <laughs> I love to see us shred them to pieces. I was just absolutely stunned that City just couldn't figure it out. I don't but know. I think, I think their football is, is maybe not as complicated as as we like to make out. We like to see Pep as this this legend of the game and. There's no doubt that he is a living legend of, of the management game, certainly. He, no one's really won as much as he has, really. Um, but you know what City are going to do every time. They essentially play with five attacking midfielders who kind of roam wherever they want, generally. And then Rodri sits behind them. And their full-backs get forward. And their, uh, their centre-backs are, are always going to be sat around the halfway line. And they're going to be playing a lot of high-possession football. They rely on keeping the ball to stop the opposition from scoring and pressing high uh, and even just giving away fouls in their opponent's half just to keep the ball out of their own half. As soon as you start to fill those pockets of space, away from the attacking five or the seven, if you had the fullbacks, however you want to look at it, there's always going to be that space. And because they play such a high line, there's always going to allow Kane to be able to drop deep, mm. feed someone in. And we, we saw it with every... All of the goals and even the disallowed goals and the biggest chances were all down to transitions. And that's how he beat City. Because I wasn't sure with the formation, we talk about it quite a lot, two-man or three-man midfield. And I did think, well, we're just going to get outnumbered here. But we kind of led with uh, what was essentially a 5-4-1 for, for a lot of the time when we were just sitting back and just to give them a little bank of four to deal with when we were protecting the leads in particular. Was, um, but also, sat it, back wasn't, in, it wasn't a masterclass, but I don't think it needed to be. It, it was just very uh, simple. It wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't parking the bus, was it? That's the thing. It, it, yeah. It's like it's always like a mid block, I suppose. It's not super super defensive, so that you can't get out. And like you say, City couldn't find those spaces. Obviously, they've got. You need a bit of anybody needs a little bit of luck against them. I think they had you, you kind of saw in that game all of City's weaknesses at once, um, which doesn't happen regularly. But you know, and, and obviously they had chances. Foden had, I think Foden probably had the best chance. Cancelo had had a decent chance, and um, you know, on another day they'd probably score them. But still, you feel it doesn't matter, does it? It's counterfactual. <laughs> so. <fuck them. laughs> <laughs> but I think our, our defensive tactics were a bit like um, my defensive tactics against my irritable bowels. <laughs> like it's uh, it's kind of hard, right? But if, well, if I avoid a coffee every now and then, <laughs> it's kind of like I can't I can't control it. There's no point trying yeah. to. But you know, if I avoid a coffee or or wheat or spicy stuff, then you know I can put it off for yeah, a bit longer. And that's pretty much what we did. It's like <laughs> popping two emodiums before you leave the house, isn't it? That, that, that's basically yeah. what you have to do to exist. So, <laughs> that, that is fair. Yeah. Yeah, I just melt away. We, we are popping yeah, just... two emodium, so you don't have to go on the all-day <laughs> sesh without needing the shit. That, that is sesh game tactics, and that's what we did against City. Is it... Um, 
I mean, obviously, <laughs> Spurs are delighted because it, it opens the door again to um, the top four. And Liverpool are delighted because it opens the title race again. Um, but you obviously... Say Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically. Um, very unspursy. Something's going to go wrong. Um, obviously, off, off the back of a few dodgy results, um, what, what are we saying? Is it all positive again? Because there was obviously all the stuff about that, that also we kind of missed about what Conte said um, about the transfer policy um, that wasn't kind of didn't sound great for the long term. Um, and then there was those three back-to-back defeats uh, and a pretty average performance against Brighton. But uh, it obviously, you have to go some to beat City and it takes a bit of, uh, you know, that sort of thing tends to be a bit of a catalyst. So I'm just interested in what you think about uh, whether it's a big moment or whether it's just kind of another game. When the last pod we called it, it was just me and Jules, and we kept referring to sliding doors to the point where it became the title for the pod. Because that was pre-Wolves and Southampton. And we were thinking, well, if you get six points there, which we should if we have the, the aspirations that we have, then there's a real chance here because the City game is just a write-off. And it obviously, because we're Spurs, it hasn't happened like that at all. But I was, uh, was out for dinner with my lovely girlfriend last night. Oh, uh, I went for, for a great <laughs> little roast. And... Just so happened to be a bar where I could see the football for the for the Wolves Leicester game. It was like this is great. It's absolutely great. I get a roast dinner, get to speak to my girlfriend. I get the football on in the background, so I could see the you know Wolves Leicester was a pretty good game. I think because um, obviously I was spending so much time talking to my girlfriend, so I wasn't really taking it. In. Do you remember um, what she was saying at all? Well, <laughs> 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 um, <but laughs> the game finished and then they put the league table up and we were eighth. How has this happened? We've won a game and I think we've gone down a position because United and Arsenal have won. We're three points off Arsenal who have played as many games as us. So although we still have three games in hand on, I think, United and maybe West Ham. Yeah, three on on West Ham, three on United, three uh, two on Chelsea, but 11 behind Chelsea. Uh, West Ham will overtake because they're falling apart. Um, and one game on Wolves and one behind. It's basically, a, I think it's a five, realistically, it's a five horse race for one Champions League spot because Chelsea will finish third. Um, and then it's one of United, West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves and Tottenham. Um, you would think, on balance, it's probably between United and Tottenham, but it's quite, like from a neutral perspective, it's quite interesting to just have that race because it's normally not like mm. that but it, it gives um, Wolves something to fight for doesn't it it does and Wolves have been obviously beat Spurs the other day but Wolves have been in superb form recently mm. they've got the second best defence in the division if they could score a few goals Wolves would genuinely be contenders um, but obviously they don't so they're not um, <laughs> but you know you wouldn't expect uh, you know maybe you'd think West Ham might be in sort of conference league uh contention at the start of the season but I don't think many people would have had Arsenal or Wolves anywhere near it um, and, Yeah you know. but Arsenal have been what, what worries me about Arsenal is they're in a very advantageous position and yeah. they've quietly gone about their business for the last few weeks, I mean the, the Arsenal-Brentford game was the last game 
on the the match of the day uh, programming. And yeah. it was because it was a game that just passed everyone by. It was such a routine win for them that we we never <laughs> we don't normally see that from Arsenal that we kind of have to look over our, well we're not even looking over over our shoulder anymore because what two places above us so I mean, for, I mean for me that's one for watch we wrote them off at the start of the season because they were dire but they're just yeah. slowly finding a bit of consistency yeah they're in a groove aren't they well. you know who their next game's against uh, no Wolves <laughs> one of them's dropping points that I do there's, there's, here, I'm going to I'm going to present with you an idea that I've got and um I kind of need you to help me get past it and cheer me up a bit. So I've got a feeling that Jim is just going to go along with it and destroy me. But the concern I have is um, about getting top four is it's not about the match. Like you said, obviously, it's like the sliding doors stuff in the other pod. The match against City, those sort of matches aren't going to find whether we get top four. It's about beating all the other teams that we, you know, that's, that's going to make the difference. Yeah. And obviously City are the best team in the league, probably the world, and beating them is not easy. However, they played into our hands because we, we want to be, we want to say counter attack, not as in just pump it forward and run, but soak up pressure, build up attacks, and they helped us do that, do that by just leaving two, three players back. Where we've had issues before is where teams actually defend and don't try to just outplay you i.e. your Wolves and your Southamptons and, and so on. So, like, how much can we take from, from this game moving forward? Like, is it is there a concern at all that this is just a one-off in that no one else is going to have 75% of the ball against us? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just brought back, the tone back. right down. I mean, Sorry there. Yeah, Enjoy uh, City. I mean, it was a great game. Yeah. <laughs> Turn this shit on the parade. Yeah. There's an IBS reference again. How many times do you have to say IBS to make that the title? I don't know. Maybe we'll get sponsored by by Imodium. <laughs> if you say it enough times in an hour, a black hole opens, but it's brown. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, surely the, the lesson as well, apart from apart from uh, it being against a side that will come onto you and give it a go. Spurs have just got to be a bit braver at playing through the lines, and mm. um, you know that's it's easier said than done, and it's kind of the whole problem, really. I suppose they've had over eighteen months or so, but you know, like the Burnley game, you've just got to find a way yeah. and not. Yeah. I think there's a there's a sort of. I was watching a game the other day where. Uh, it took for a team to get a player sent off before they started playing because uh, they were playing an inferior opponent and it was comfortable and they were kind of playing at second gear. And you've just got to find a way, like the Burnley games and the Everton's and the Brighton's, you've got to, if plan A isn't working, find a way to keep the intensity of the momentum, whether that's, um, you know, whether that's changing shape or, even trying to play ugly sometimes there's just you've got to be a little bit creative and that like I say the city game kind of worked because um it's like jigsaws fitting together but there's it's just, you know it's not it's not hopeless it's not like you can't play against burnley because obviously you can <laughs> but i suppose that's a 
we'll see. It's a completely different, completely yeah. different um, obstacle that we've got to face, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think... Burnley as well, the... funnily enough, uh, that's, I think, not to be on a downer about it, I think Spurs will probably beat Burnley, but it's about the worst time to play them. Yeah. I don't know, I'd argue differently. I, I, I think because they're, they'll take quite a lot of buoyancy from, from the last win, Mm. And they did look good, and then you know, Vekos is a great signing for them. Like, mm. the only yeah. person who scored more goals than him during his time in the Bundesliga was this geezer called Lewandowski, who knows his way. Never heard of him. Goal. <laughs> sure, he's um, Kane's understudy. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe the other way around. But um, <laughs> when when they start to get a bit of confidence, and they're, they're probably going to be like, well, this is a great opportunity for us. We we can come at Spurs here. Mm. You're going to have people like their the, the wingers are going to be pushing forward. Um, you know, Aaron Lennon, of course, got a great goal on the weekend as well. So, top, top, uh, <laughs> top of my hat to him. Um, but they're going to leave a lot more space then. And it's going to leave gaps around a system that they normally rely on some kind of 4 4 2 low block. And there mm. probably won't be so much of that. And we like that space. We've seen it that if we can get in behind fullbacks, then we're going to be creating lots of chances from a winger come wing back counter-attack in the transition. So I, I, I do actually think this game will play into our hands, but going back to Ash's well, point about what exactly does this sliding door show us of the City game, I would argue that even though Wolves and Southampton was incredibly frustrating as a spectator uh, and having sat next to Ashley the entire game, Yes, <laughs> even more frustrating than sitting next to him. But we were creating chances, and we ne- we didn't really do that under Nuno. That, that we we couldn't find a way under Nuno. But mm. even against Wolves and Southampton, we were still creating lots of chances. Just wasn't really our day, and we were still scoring goals. And we seem to be to be able to score two or three goals in a game now, rather than rely on that one. So I still think I still think we're on the up. I'll put it that way. Even if the points don't necessarily show it, I still think we're steadily improving. If you look at that sort of that average arc, it is it's positive. Mm. Can I ask a question about contact? No. Oh. Go on, <laughs> Jim was uh, <laughs> you, you made that you made a point about needing to be brave and passing through the lines. What impact did you uh, did you see in Bentancur and Kulisetti coming in? Because they seem to just completely change our composure and and ability on the ball, uh, you know, in that transition phase that was so important in this game in particular, but probably will be in our style of play moving forward as well. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you basically answered your own question Shall we get excited? But it kind of of plays into what I was going to say, really, which is about, you know, just kind of taking it back a bit and those things that Conte did say about the transfer policy and the sorts of signings that he can make. uh, It's kind of similar to what he had it into, and it's kind of out of the Conte playbook that he, he has a wish list of a group of players he has, this is not a criticism because it's worked for him. He has a group of players that he inherits that he doesn't really want, decides to get rid of them. And then his club says, no, you can't do that. You've got to make these work. Um, and then he sort of comes back to the squad that he's got and makes them better. Which is why, in some sense, um, when he's talking about the sorts of players that he can't sign at Spurs, 
you can get a you know you can get a little bit worried about it or think that it's going to be a a marriage that's going to end up in a pretty swift divorce because you know he probably should have done his homework on Daniel Levy but at the same time where he's been successful at Inter and at Chelsea in particular is where he's had to work with the players players he's got and make them better uh, just make them better footballers get them playing in a different way often makes players change position and essentially retrain as different players and I just wonder whether even with the signings from last summer that maybe haven't quite worked out yet, there's a possibility that it's a fit that really works because he's going to have to use those players. Well, yeah, and the um, I mean, the comment about the transfer market in particular was taken quite out of context because the Italian media are absolute pricks at releasing information at really shit times <laughs> and in really shit quantities. Um, what he what he was doing when he was talking about the kind of players that Tottenham assigned, it made it sound really negative about Spurs. I don't Spurs. Want to that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, meant to it was made to sound really negative about Spurs, but what all it was was a char- uh, a comparison between the project he had at Inter, where they had these um, incredibly rich Chinese owners who wanted to come in and just sweep the league. So he, he was set he was set a, a task and said you go you go and do what you need to do to reach task and he was just comparing that to Tottenham saying that the philosophy at Tottenham is different it's to buy young and develop and not not young and just well it hasn't worked well the idea isn't just young and shit and hope they become good it's supposed to be like Endembele was when we signed him like you know Mm. 22 23 year olds who are already taking the leagues by storm but maybe you know just below the kind of levels that would entice a City or a Juve or a Munich or whatever to nick them before we can um I don't want to spend too long on it because it's it's been covered and and recovered. But that interview just pissed me off the way it, the way it was covered. He wasn't he wasn't being negative about Spurs. He was just comparing the project to Inter, which is a completely completely different project. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I think when I was talking to Jules after the um, well, it was in a group chat about the signings that we need to make after the Wolves game. Mm. And obviously, we were in a downer. So we were like, we need to. We need like six players, and we need this, and we need that. New stadium. And um, <laughs> I still, I still think we do need a few players. Um, obviously, we made we made four signings in the summer, didn't we? And I still think, I mean, Romero speaks for himself. His performance against City just highlights everything that's fantastic about him. He was immense. The, the handball, yes, Jim, <laughs> it's a handball by the law. It's just a bullshit law. All right. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to I wanted to trigger this argument. I mean, you, you touched upon a, an Italian and, and shit quantities coming out at specific times, and I was hoping that Jim would trigger you in the same way that any Margaret of spice triggers your bowels. And I, I just want to I just want to drop this grenade, and I'm going to go, and I'm, I'm going to throw it over to Jim to sort of say why Ash is always wrong. Um, <laughs> he's not always wrong. We. We kind of we agree in a sense. Um, it, when I watched it, the first thing I thought wasn't, "Oh no, but uh, City are going to." That's the first it thing was, I thought. It was, oh, it, no. was, it, was <laughs> it was it was it was oh no, like she's going to have more salt than the Aral Sea after this, like. <laughs> and I did. And I did. Look, it, it is a penalty, right? It just is because. His arm is in an, in an unnatural position. It hits the arm and it changes the direction of the ball. 
by the rules, it's a penalty. The rule, the rule is stupid, um, mm. and we agree on that. But it just is, and you've just got to play by the rules. And, and my uh, perspective on it is there's there's not a lot of point getting wound up about it because there's fuck all you can do about it. <laughs> and well, there's something you can do about it. Go out the other end and score again. But well, that's true. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, we don't really care because it's now irrelevant. But We're having this group chat. Saying conversation and Ash is, is getting really irate and I'm just like shut the fuck up it doesn't matter you've already won the game it doesn't matter <laughs> what what pissed me off <laughs> what pissed me off was your approach to it you're like yeah well it's it shouldn't be but it is and I was like no it shouldn't be so it fucking shouldn't be <laughs> like why aren't you as arrogant about this as I am <laughs> oh my God, you feel my emotions <laughs> I mean if we, if we all fought like that Jim we'd still be dunking witches in ponds <laughs> you're just like, yeah, yeah, it's bad, but you know, it's just, just what it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, but fine. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's not. You do sometimes get those decisions that are really contentious, yeah. and you get this yeah, kind yeah. of mix of the rule is silly and maybe the referees interpret it wrong. In fairness to the ref, well, in fairness to VAR, they didn't interpret it wrong because, by the letter of the law, it's a penalty, mm. and it's just. You know, IFAB will probably change the rules, but it won't be because we get irate in a group chat. <laughs> and it's, I don't know where the stop us from getting irate. I don't know where the line. Passion and emotion. <laughs> yeah, I can just sort of see. You know, if it was the other way around, you'd want the pen. 100 percent. But that's so the point. Like... I'm impartial in this. <laughs> I'm not impartial in this round. <laughs> Although, actually, in fairness, the um, he took. I don't like to give City credit, but he. He took it so well that I actually missed the flight of the ball. And I was like, ah, he skied it. And then I was like, oh, no way. That <laughs> no, was a great pen. It was, it was a great pen. But what I loved about it so much is he he celebrated it a little bit too hard. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, shit. It's an equaliser because he's like, they're just not used to being in the position. And I thought, look at you, you smug bastard. Like, it's, it's just an equaliser, mate. We would have <laughs> taken a draw before the game. But then we went up the other way and scored. I loved it. I loved was there it. anyone, especially especially after we had the goal ruled off and then they got the penny, penalty, was there anyone from any persuasion who didn't think, fuck, City are going to win this now? Surely, oh, yeah. like, that was my first thought. Totally. Straight true. away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that made it rule. Especially when I was like, what, six minutes added on as well? Yeah, I, I saw a brilliant <laughs> thing. I mean, the, I mean, the, the goal was, was perfect. It was just great in so many ways. But... On, I was watching, I watched the game, but then I watched the highlights on Sky Sports later. And um, I was watching Sky Sports News and the presenter, I think she realised as she said it that she'd fucked up, but it was too <laughs> late that she said it anyway. She was like, oh, and Mares ran off celebrating uh, and he thought it was the equaliser, but it wasn't. It was the fucking equaliser. It just wasn't the winner. At the time, it was. I'm sorry, Morris didn't get his crystal ball out and go, there's no point in me scoring this. They're just going to go up and score again anyway. Fuck it, I'll sky it. Yeah. Is it worth mentioning the fourth official's reaction to the Kane goal? <laughs> or is that blown well, I think, out I think it's overhyped. I mean, I, I won't let the truth get in the way of a good story. But, <laughs> like, the goal went in. Obviously, Pep's a bit gutted. And he turned around and looked at him. I, I, I think that's all it is. <laughs> I think 
and it's all it is. But yeah, yeah, Premier League referees all corrupt, mate. So <laughs> all on the take. Yeah. <laughs> you get, get booked for that. You get booked for that, or is it worse? It's quite a serious offence to allege a, a referee's corrupt in a game. I think. Oh yeah, yeah you can uh, get. Yeah, I think you get sent off for it, but you can get like bigger sanctions for that. Hmm. Because it's essentially accusing somebody of criminality as well. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's liable, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you add allegedly on the end of it, as we've discussed. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. you're really corrupt. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Well. Actually, uh, Tom, you got a, uh, can you wrap it up in two sentences, the, the City game? Um, don't know. You put me on the spot now. <laughs> that 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 was really good and unexpected. Coys. The second sentence <laughs> is just coys. Just coys on its own. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, is that. Is that okay? Or do you want more yeah, coys in the second sentence? No, I was hoping for something a bit more tactical, but you know, a bit more insight. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, you know I, I, do. I've given you plenty of insight. I don't know what you want. I've talked about their shape and, and, their, and their formation. Jules, and clearly, Jules. I've played them at their system. It's, yeah, it's Jules that you need. Like, you, you come here, to, you come to me for quality. You ain't getting it because I, I never offer that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a, a boost for, for Jules's ego that wasn't needed or necessary. Uh, no, we'll edit it the out. next time we're on. He's going to turn up and go, oh, yeah, I said I'm really good. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, the numbers go down. The two of you spent the last episode slagging me off. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was fair. But you, you, you spent the episode before that calling me a wino. <laughs> Jules called you a wino. <laughs> oh, no, I I just, so now you're digging Jules out. So pick a side. <laughs> yeah, like, do you love Jules? Do you loathe him? Come on. Uh, no. Enough of him. I, He's no Eric Dyer, that's all I'm saying. We're moving on, we're moving on. There's, there's games this week, all right? There's games this week. We've kind of talked about Burnley a bit already. Uh, both away from home. Uh, Leeds away on Saturday. Big game in our household for my Leeds supporting girlfriend. Obviously, mm. I'm going to be a little bit distracted because some selfish bastard has decided to host a wedding photo presentation ceremony. I don't know how you want to... to we're getting pissed, and looking at, getting pissed and looking at photos of a party we had. Well, I'm getting pissed. Quite I'm messy, watching Spurs stuff leads. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. The game will be on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leeds uh, are a funny old team. I don't know if you watched the game against United, but... Um, that's fucking mental, just, isn't they it? Just, they, just don't, they just can't defend. It just foregoes that completely. And I think um, it's brilliant for, for entertainment value. It used to be that Leeds were known for their entertaining football. And that's just absolutely hilarious to see the game <laughs> attempted to be played in that way. When you have a threadbare squad as they did. Yeah, I think I think in a sense they're quite they're quite lucky because Leeds almost certainly will stay up, but if it's almost because everybody else is so bad, they like they should be going down because <laughs> Like you said, they've got no players. They can't defend. Patrick Bamford plays about one game in every 15 and then says something really profound and good and you're like, oh yeah, he's a great human and then he gets injured for four months. Um, but they're just, I just love watching them because they're so, so entertaining and so gung-ho and it's kind of like, they're a bit, they're a bit like what I think Graham Potter wishes he was. 
they're like this idea this team like it's, you, know, you have all these nice ideas and never quite execute them and Leeds just do and they're they're not good at a lot of things and they don't care because they have fun with it and it's I think I think the reason that everybody respects them is that we all wish that our own teams were a bit like that mm. um, <laughs> particularly if we were good um, and I think, uh, you know, based on the City game the other day and, and, and Leeds basically over the last 18 months, you, I mean, watch this be nil-nil now, but you, it could be like a, <laughs> a highlight game of the season, couldn't it? Because it's just, yeah, it could just be great. Well, you, you mentioned him not having any players, but there was a, there's another correlation I've seen and it's been a reduction in top knots has led to a reduction in, in their performances. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it the twat vortex? <laughs> mm. so yeah, make of that what you will but that's, uh, that's just something I've noticed I'll, I'll leave well, that I, with you they can't make much anymore because they've got less hair so, <laughs> yeah. so, um, so, so, so what are we feeling Tom how do we beat them other than just not be shit I mean that's what I had written down to be honest <laughs> I can word it differently be more good than them. Is that, <laughs> is that the level of insight you want? Yeah, that's, that's perfect, Tom. Cool. I'm sure our one listener is uh, delighted with that. I think if we play with the same level of patience and bravery and confidence on the ball that we do against City, it wasn't particularly complicated the way we moved the ball fairly quickly, one or two touches at most. Be confident. Know where your players are. Trust your your teammates, and you'll play it around them. And the warp, walls, the walls. It's getting PTSD from from that game. But Leeds play a similar way. They're they're, they're going to give you a high press, and we've already shown that we can counter out that. So for those reasons, I have faith, and in the same reasons why I have, probably have less faith in us in the, in the Burnley game. Strange. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I was just looking, Leeds have, have conceded 30 goals in the last 10 games. So, you know, they give away chances. And like you say, if you move the ball quickly, play between the lines, get in behind them, you will score. I guess the problem is Leeds also score a lot of goals and Spurs haven't kept a clean sheet since about 1974. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, but Eric Dyer's back. I actually... When was the last time Spurs kept a clean sheet? I can't remember. It's, it, it doesn't feel important. I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's the last time Eric Dyer played prior to the City game. I think I think I saw a stat today that of the last eight games that he played, there'd been seven clean sheets. I think that's true. Solid. I've just looked. It was Watford on New Year's Day. <laughs> oh, that was a long time ago. What a game. <laughs> and we, we won that with the last kick of the game as well. It was embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> clean sheet. Right, yep. scores on the doors then. All right, Burnley. Start with Jim. What are you saying? Um, two one Spurs. Oh. Ashley. Uh, two nil Spurs. Oh. Well, you don't think that Chuck and Aaron Lennon will score? Nah. Can you picture that? It's just. I, I mean, I can coins. picture it. I can oh. picture it, but it's not going to happen. No, I think he he's so coy, he just wouldn't. <laughs> He just stopped. He goes, no. It was a time. <laughs> not even to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. But he gets to play with Workhorse, which it must give him memories of the uh, AC Milan game when he played up the front with Crouch. Yeah. 
This, yeah. Oh God, we're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with the two-one, but I can't say the same score as Jim. So I'm going to be confident. I do think Burnley will score, but I do think we have more quality to to overrun their defenders. Three-one. Okay, so that their goal will be all in agreement, and their goal will be a set piece. Uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure uh, they'll score first. Back to Back post Edison Thorner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. And then uh, then Leeds, right? We're going to do the same order. Uh, four two. To Leeds. Spurs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. They've just said a four two. It'll be another one. Yeah. Why not? In biblical weather as well. I'm sure that won't be the case again. Um. I don't know, it's pretty stormy at the moment. I don't know if you've seen the news, but oh, no, plenty no. of storms. I, I'm going to say 3-1 Spurs. I can't see us not considering against those fucking maniacs. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, we want a clean sheet because Eric Dyer's going to give it that. And it's <laughs> going to be a 2-0 to us. There you go. But in the last time we predicted two wins, the Southampton and Wolves, <laughs> I'm gonna get a sliding doors moment that was. I'm gonna say Spurs go two 0 up. Leeds get it back to Desmond, rest in peace. And then, uh, and then Spurs win it in the last fifteen. That, that's just the United game replayed. <laughs> it's the same Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that one. Yeah, instead of bringing on Fred, we'll bring on Harry Winks. <laughs> Do you want well, that, a piece that, of totally unrelated football trivia that blew my mind? Is it about storms? Almost always. It's not about storms. It's about completely different, unconnected football clubs. Because uh, I was on Wikipedia quite late last night because I couldn't sleep because, you know, Rona. Um, do you know what the most, in terms of trophies, the most successful European club in history is? Is it's it going to be some like Swedish team or something? Uh, no. You know who they are. Yeah. Do I? Yeah. As in, you, Ajax. you know the team. It's not like fucking Helsingborgs or something. Yeah. Yeah. Ajax. No. I didn't think that good, but apparently so. Are Played we allowed a- to know how many trophies? Oh, it's like 55 or something. They're playing a dog shit league, which helps. Oh, or just PSG, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Satire. Cutting edge. Uh, I don't know. Stop. Rangers. Really? Yeah. People said we would not have been able to take up enough uh, titles from their hands. <laughs> yeah. Rangers yeah. like three years off as well. They were also the... Um, First club to reach European, first British club to reach European final. Yes, but they weren't the yeah, first man. British club to win a European final, though. Quiz, 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 quiz. Do you know who we beat in that European final? This is us millennials showing our fucking talent here, uh, reading up and something. And that happened next. once when Spurs were good. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it was Wolves. That's, that's the other was, one. It? was it really? What a uh, beautiful European match that was. Was yeah. Four Wolves of Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's nice. 
Yeah, none of it matters when um, our overlords eventually come and eradicate all borders because <laughs> we're all Russian now. Oh, right. I wondered where you were going with that. Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of any Russian words to reply with. So, uh... Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I think on that, I was going to say on that bombshell, but no. 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 <laughs> All taste. Yes. Um, Twitter. Well, let's hope, let's hope the world lasts long enough um, for, for you to find us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, <laughs> yeah. and Instagram at cockandball underscore pod on Twitter. Be careful when you search cockandball. We've had some feedback. You can find some weird things. So. Uh, <laughs> Stay safe out there, kids. Uh, maybe join the Territorial Army. And <laughs> see you next time. <laughs>